And just like that, it is hump day, bitches. Time to get up over the hump. And you can do it right here on the Big 49 with your old pals, Stretch Dog E. That's my new name. I just named myself. That's my new rapper name. Fat old white guy rapper name, Stretch Doggy. Stretch Doggy Dog. I'm just going to get some karaoke beats of old Snoop Dogg songs. I'm just going to steal them all. And I'm going to repurpose. It's, it's like I'm recycling. I'm helping the environment. I'm going to recycle beats and lyrics from Snoop Dogg. And that's how it's going to go. So get ready for that. My new album dropping uh, soon, if you will. Uh, in the meantime, I got a radio show to do because I am uh, going to be the king of all, all platforms. Right now, this is streaming audio broadcasting, also known as radio in the olden days. And that is exactly what radio is. We are the future of broadcasting. We are 24 hours a day, seven days a week, blowtorch effing rock and roll motocross radio station. And just to prove it, I am going to have two of the biggest stars in the entire industry of motocross today on the show. Going to have Chase Sexton on in moments, HRC Honda, my pick to win the whole thing this year, way before the season started. And that kid is fast, fast, fast. He's getting it dialed in, and I love it when he doesn't dial in and he has mistakes. Sure, he's pissed, and you can see his body language, and people rip him for that. But I see a dude that is doing everything he can to stay positive, to stay out of his own head. And this week, all right, he crashed the bike again. And that's always been the knock on Chase. He crashes the bike. Only this week, he crashed the bike. He got back on the bike and took off and never lost a position. And he kind of addresses that in the interview. And it's funny. And it's just a funny, positive way. I, I like everything about this kid. And I enjoy talking to him. And am uh, grateful that he takes the time. So... We got Chase Sexton coming up here in just a little bit. And then in the middle of the show, if you missed it from yesterday, Eli Tomac, the king, the red plate holder, the defending Supercross champion, the defending motocross champion, and a guy that is supposed to be, well, if this is hump day and we are getting over the hump, he is over the hump in his career at 30 years old. And that is not the case with Eli Tomac. He is phenomenal, seems to be getting better. We are going to talk with him in the middle of the show. Now, outside of Moto, besides all of the Moto Palooza, if you will, I got your entertainment, I got your Moto Minutes, but I got some good stories today. Let's get into a UFO story. I got a UFO story, but I don't know if it's a UFO story or a, oh crap, that's a bomber story coming in. But I'll tell you something that happened over in Mother Russia, uh, home of Joe Biden, uh, uh, coming up here. And uh, moments. I also have a guy. Okay, you know they're seagulls and they bother you. Uh, what you have some thoughts when you see a seagull? Like, oh damn it, hide my food. Oh damn, that thing's gonna crap on me. I'm gonna throw something at this seagull to scare it away because they're pretty aggressive. I, I can give you a million guesses of what you would want to do to a seagull, and the story I'm gonna give you, what a guy did to a seagull is not going to be in those million guesses. Unless you're, you're Moto Man. Just, just be honest. Man, be honest. Just, maybe Moto. But Moto's a different dude. He thinks differently. He thinks out of the box. And this guy thinks out of the box. And he got a, he got a, a little jail time for that. Or he's going to get jail time. He's going to trial. We're, we'll talk about this. 
prison guards uh, ordered to sensitivity classes because apparently they've been very insulting to sex offenders in jail. I'm going to tell you where that hellhole of life exists. That's a real story. That's a real story right there, I just said. Like, can you get any more woke dumbass than that? No, you can't. I got a lady right here in America who uh, had a sugar daddy. And after a while, he decided to cut her off. Tell you what, how that ended for him and her coming up. And then, you know, I'm a fat guy. My favorite fast food place, hands down, got to be the Popeye's. I got a lady, got the Popeye's, ordered her family uh, dinner, and then, well, they forgot the biscuits. Oh, crap. They forgot the biscuits. And the Popeye biscuits, next level good. So I'm going to tell you what she did. I got all that and more, but Jay Sexton is definitely coming up next. So strap it in. It's the Stretch Show on a big 4-9. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Big 49. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are sitting down with one of our favorite dudes out there. He is fast as F, boy. His name is Chase Sexton, and he rides for the HRC Honda team. And Chase, we talked to you last week, and after the race, still on the box, but you were in a completely different mindset. You seemed pretty upset. You had made a mistake that cost you a certain victory, and then tonight you come out, you make a little mistake, you recovered amazingly, and you mentioned last week, you're like, I'm going to stay positive, I'm going to keep my head in the right place, and I'm going to do what I need to do and keep fighting, and I think tonight was a big step forward in that. You you made the mistake again, but it didn't uh, define your evening. In fact, you overcame it and were able to get on the box and have a really successful ride tonight. So do you attribute that to to the positive uh, vibe that you carried away from last week and the positive mindset that you carry or was it were you practiced for this well what happened tonight D- describe it for us um I, i'm gonna keep making these mistakes i just gotta be faster so um <laughs> yeah. made that one mistake but i felt like my riding was still good and i i didn't get passed so that yeah. was really really the positive part about it yeah um like i said i just used too much front brake and then after that i i was still positive that i could um make the make the race work so yeah. Just put my head down and then uh, went over the tunnel jump, and obviously Eli uh, had fallen there. So, um, yeah, then I was in the lead, and I still felt really solid. I felt like I had um, had some had control, and um, obviously I was I changed my line of the whoops um, towards the end of the main event, which helped me. I wasn't jumping them like Cooper was, but I was kind of riding the middle line, yeah. and then I saw Cooper jumping them, and I started jumping them after that. So, overall, like I said, really good riding for me, and. Uh, felt a lot more solid tonight than I have felt yeah. all year. So that's uh, positive and keep building. Now, did you find a little redemption in tonight? You, you had a crash. It, like you said, it was quick. You got up. You got back on the bike fast, which was awesome. But then everybody was crashing. Like even Eli went down tonight. So was there a little redemption in that going, man, everyone's going down on this track. It's kind of slippery out here or whatever. Or did you just did that make you feel better, I guess? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I don't want to see anybody crash. It's yeah. not how you want to win. But yeah. I uh, made that small mistake. I got up pretty fast. I was like, yeah. I'm like, I thought I was, it was just a stupid mistake. I came in <laughs> way too fast. So, um, yeah. yeah, you don't want to see anybody crash. You obviously want everyone to stay up and yeah. have the best man win. But um, 
tonight, I definitely feel like I limited the mistakes I've had lately. Oh, for sure. Now, in that spot where you did have the get-off tonight where you washed the front end, you had gone through there in that same spot. In fact, I believe had a pass in that section earlier. And what was the difference between uh, the, you know that first time around when it was perfect for you and then the next time you come around and, and, and you wash out? Well, they fixed the track before the last main event. Okay. And when I made those passes early or probably middle of the way through the end of the first main event, the rut was pretty deep. So yeah. obviously there's more to hit when um, they don't groom it. So I just came yeah. in and the rut was a little shallow and I uh, just basically pushed the front right over it. Okay. So just a little bit of track conditions and me not um, reading it correctly. All right. So you have the little mistake. You overcome it quickly. You don't even lose a position and you end up having a really good night tonight. I think you're walking away from Arlington with all positives and, and looking for the future of trying to snatch onto that red plate and having this continued battle with uh, Cooper and Eli. But walk us through the rest of the night. Like, let us know, uh, you know, how you think it unfolded for you in all three of these main events. Yeah. Um, just from the all, all night show, I felt like my speed I think elevated from practice, which was, was okay. good. Um, didn't qualify fastest today, so yeah. had a little bit more motivation. And then um, first race, I came from way back to third, which was good. And then yeah. just every race, I felt like I had really good speed. And then the last uh, main event, I washed the front in the corner just a little bit too much. Uh, just came in a little bit too fast. And Eli yeah. was still within reach, I felt like, and I just had really good pace. So... Was still had my head down, and then obviously yeah. he made that mistake after the wall or the wall jump, and yeah. um, obviously made it easy on on me. But overall, I felt really solid all all main events, every one of them. It was uh, some of the best riding I've had, especially um, racing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we didn't get the win. It was yeah. lap lap traffic didn't help, but yeah. everyone has to deal with the same stuff. So got to be better with reading those guys and yeah. um, getting around them a little bit more clean. But overall, yeah. felt like I rode really well and. Definitely more positive this weekend than uh, last. Absolutely. And, and so we got you dialed in. Uh, head game is right. Things are looking good. You're staying super positive, and I dig that, and it's keeping you in this championship hunt. But uh, what about the bike? Did you have anything uh, different that you did to the bike that uh, maybe, uh, you know, an adjustment after last week? Yeah, we messed with um, some fork stuff this week. Okay. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of trying to analyze myself and the bike at the same time. It's not one okay. thing that's... Yeah. causing these issues so i uh obviously went back watched some video um tried yeah. some forks up this week at at the practice track yeah and uh raced on that tonight and i felt like tonight the track really had uh it was deceiving because it looked like it had traction but didn't have that much and i feel like yeah. i've struggled on conditions like this in the past with just losing the front and tonight yeah. i feel like front end traction was actually pretty darn good so yeah um, I feel like we made a good step in the right direction, and I'm um, going to keep building. We're going to test this week. Obviously, yeah. everyone's going to have their little day Daytona tracks. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, keep the ball rolling and keep improving. All right, and as you keep the ball rolling, it's inevitable that you're going to be battling uh, these two guys up on the podium with you right now, Cooper Webb and Eli Tomac. You're a little more familiar battling uh, Eli, but Cooper is right in the thick of it. It is a three-dog race. And uh, does that make it even more exciting? I know when it's a two-man race, it's, it's got to be exciting when you guys are coming down like you guys did in the Supercross season. But uh, with the three of you in there, how cool is that? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty enjoyable racing these two. Yeah. Obviously, got ch the chance to race Eli um, in the summer and battle with him. And now yeah. having Cooper um, in Supercross, is, they're definitely uh, no slouches. They're very good at what they do. And for yeah. me, I'm 
I definitely feel like I uh, am riding good, but I still have some things to learn. So okay. um, trying to get better every weekend and like the mistakes that we've made. And yeah. um, I think it's just because we want to win so bad and yeah. um, we'll do anything to do it. So that's uh, for me, that's how I feel. And like I said, I'm going to keep swinging and um, until I can, can stick one. Uh, and, and it's coming, man. And it's fun to watch. And these battles between the three of you have been awesome. But uh, I guess speaking of battles today, right before the race, we get the announcement that Eli is back for outdoor season. It looked like there was a, a good time that he wasn't going to be back. So uh, how stoked are you to get another shot at Eli this summer? And, and or are you like, damn it, now Eli's back. I got that gnarly battle coming my way again in the outdoor season. I'm excited. It's uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's so many other guys that are obviously good. And yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, it's, it's cool to see him yeah. keep racing. He's obviously not not getting worse. He's getting, I feel like, even better and better. So yeah. it's, it's going to be fun. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll have Cooper out there, everybody. So it'll be <clears throat> swallowed a lot of dirt. Oh, man. Oh, God. <clears throat> I swallowed a lot of dirt out there. So, um, no, it should be fun. And, like I said, I'm excited. It's crazy. You're like, uh, I swallowed a lot of dirt. And here you were at the front of the pack. So shows you what lappers are doing, man. It is crazy. Chase, uh, we'll let you go get a drink. Congratulations on another great night of racing for keeping it positive and for turning it around. And, and tonight, uh, when there was a mistake, it did not define your evening. You were able to overcome it, and that's awesome to see, man. There is progress out there every single week. You're a very exciting rider to watch. We are thankful for your time. Uh, go uh, get your drink, and we will see you next week in Daytona. Best of luck to you there. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Ah, uh, I told you, stretch doggy dog, coming. My rap, my rap beats on. These are my rap beats now. I just stole them. Trust me, I'm paying for them as we speak. It's disgusting to make 49 money playing these beats. So I did not steal them. I, I repurposed them. That's what I did. Stretch doggy dog. So much drama in the LBZ. <laughs> not LBC in the LBZ. Kinda hard being stretched, doggy dog, bitches. Tell you that. Actually, shout out to the LBZ. They are our homies and a great place to go. Get your riding gear, shirts, hats, all kinds of cool stuff. They got it all online. The LBZ official. They are down with the 4-9 and the 4-9 is down with them. All right, now let's uh, get into my first story of the day and I, I'm, I think LBC's going to call me like, hey, why Stretch got to uh, shout us out and then go into a story about a dude doing weird crap to a seagull. But I can't hold this story back anymore. I told you guys, I could give you a million guesses if you see seagulls. This guy's name is David Lee. This happened over in the UK. So thank God this guy is an ocean away from all of us normal people here in America. Okay. He's uh, in court on Friday where he has uh, been charged with causing unnecessary suffering to a protected animal under the Animal Welfare Act of the UK in 2006. They say the alleged incident took place in Sunderland on Thursday, August 18th, um, where Mr. Lee, 39 years old, unreservedly did an act where he took a wild bird that he somehow caught I don't know how you catch one of those things he forced it down 
and put his penis inside of its mouth. He put his penis in a seagull's mouth, forcibly. He face after the seagull. He raped the seagull in the, in the throat. They say, whereby causing unnecessary suffering to that animal. Yeah, getting face face after is always um, unnecessary suffering, unless you're a porn star and you like that sort of thing. Uh, Mr. Lee showed up in court dressed in a navy raincoated jeans as he entered his plea of not guilty of face effing a seagull. He has been granted an unconditional bail until his trial uh, comes up at a later date. He held the seagull down and shoved his penis in his mouth. A seagull's got a beak. And I don't know if you've ever been close enough to seagull where they snatch food from you or whatever. It's like the little, little piranhas out there. I don't know where you thought, hey, here's a great idea. I'm going to put my schlong in that seagull's mouth. Yeah, they say while seagulls are plentiful, they are a protected species in the UK since 1981. Intentionally killing or injuring a seagull is a criminal offense, and an offense against wildlife carries a penalty of 5,000 pounds and sometimes a jail term. And I'll say this sometime, like if you hold one down and you face F it, and you put your schlong in his mouth, I'm put my dick in that seagull's mouth. That's a thought no one ever had. You thought until now. Uh, they say, too, don't feed wild seagulls, because that just makes them keep coming back, and they become a nuisance. And they are a nuisance, but you can't do anything to them because they're protected. And it's very stupid to feed them, according to the experts. Yeah, but but uh, here's a word to the wise. If, if they start bothering you and someone's been feeding them and they're bothering you or they're stealing your food, uh, don't hold them down and shove your penis in their mouth because... Other people will, well, you'll be judged for that. Literally be judged because you'll go to jail. But second of all, uh, yeah, you're the guy. Hey, 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 it's, it's seagull effort over there. Hey, flock of seagulls, what are you doing? Man, I should have played flock of seagulls during this segment. Instead, I had to play my Snoop Doggy Dog rap music. He face after seagull. Was I wrong when I said I'd give you a million guesses of, oh, man, that damn seagull bothering the hell out of me? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to forcibly rape it in the face. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, I've heard jokes for years of people that would bang chickens. This guy face after seagull. That's just not normal, bro. And also, uh, that seagull had to be messed up, or he had to have a very, 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 very small schlong. Now, granted, I've seen seagulls swallow things whole. Maybe that's what it is. He's like, wow, I can see it just swallow a whole fish. That could be my schlong. That looks lovely. That's the, the Linda Lovelace of seagulls there. I'm going to go shove my schlong in its mouth. What the hell are you thinking? I hope you do go to jail. You shouldn't be out in the streets with normal people, seagull effer. That's your new name. Yeah. You know, back in the, in the uh, Native American days, uh, that they would name you after like a... a you know, running bull or something. They'd look outside and see a running bull. At that point, that guy right there, he's seagull effer. That's what he is. Hey, seagull effer, get over here. Yeah, that's not a good That's not a good name, but that's who you, he would be forever. Forever and ever and ever and ever. You're seagull effer. From here on out, Mr. Lee. You're Mr. Lee, the seagull effer. Face effer. You effed it in the face. You put your schlong in a seagull's mouth. That's not right. I'm disgusted. Up next, I'm going to tell you about a, what they thought was a UFO. 
over a very large city of Russia uh, yesterday. I got a feeling they're saying they thought it was a UFO because unidentified when you're bombing the crap out of a neighboring country just for uh, craps and giggles, if you will, it's really bad uh, when something comes flying into your airspace and you don't know what it is. Let's talk about this one next on Stretch. It's the Big 4-9. Some weird story went viral that Tom Brady was thinking about getting in stand-up comedy, and that was like cross wires because it's not really the case yet. It is. Looks like Brady is teaming up with Netflix where they are going to do a roast of Tom Brady. That is the stand-up comedy. It is not going to be Brady doing comedy. He is going to be the butt of the jokes for a comedy special that he will own with Netflix. It is going to be called The Greatest Roast of All Time. Don't mess with Shakira. Apparently, she is not all right with her ex and her ex's new girlfriend. She says there is a place in hell for a girl that doesn't follow the girl code, and that's what she's talking about her ex's new girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is kind of weird. A football player named Taylor Lewan, he has spent his entire career at the Tennessee Titans. He is a former All-Pro. He got injured, he came back from injury, and then he blew his knee out again this year, and he didn't pass a physical this week, and the Titans cut him, and he knew he was cut when they showed up at his house with garbage bags filled with all the stuff from his locker and left it on his porch. The dude is like, really? After nine years, my entire career here of Pro Bowl appearances, this is how I find out I'm fired? It kind of sucks, man, for the Titans to do crap like that. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big for nine. He have to seagull in the face. Right in the face. Held it down, just a F right in the face. Yeah, now I'm playing flock of seagulls. I can't get that out of my head. I can't imagine a guy holding down a, a seagull and just just going downtown on its beak. What the hell? I'm disturbed. I got ruined myself. I got a mental picture now I can't get out of my mind of Moto Man. Face F and a seagull. Oh, well. All right, let's get into this story. UFOs over St. Petersburg, Russia. Big city. So yesterday, the Russian city of St. Petersburg shut down 200 square kilometers of airspace and all airport traffic was stopped except for allowing planes to land at the local airport after a UFO was detected over the city. And what's funny is that you're like, all right, this is just some BS story. They have radar pictures and everything of the things being cleared out and also of fighter jets being scrambled. And a lot of this coming right off of Russian state-owned news and the emergency services saying, yeah, they have an emergency and all air traffic is ground and there is a no-fly order over St. Petersburg, Russia. Like, that's gnarly. Because I'm thinking they're thinking a UFO. Was it a UFO? Was it an, uh, an unidentified spacecraft? Or was it a Ukrainian drone coming over to pay a little present to you bomb and murder and bastard Russians? Which one was it? 
They say the whole thing caused a mess in air travel in Russia with flights delayed up to 12 hours. Now they're back to operating as usual. The sky over St. Petersburg, uh, they say, was closed, quote, due to an unknown object. And I'm looking at the uh, screenshots of the radar, and you can see fighter jets going up, the ones identified as military jets, and you can see everything else coming down and the skies over St. Petersburg, Russia being wide open, which is like seeing the skies over Los Angeles wide open air traffic. That's not going to happen. It's a very large city with a very large airport. And it's pretty crazy. I now want to know, though, was there any photos or videos of whatever the unidentified object was? They say the unidentified object was spotted 160 to 200 kilometers from the actual uh, city of St. Petersburg proper. And there's photos I'm looking at of the fighter jets in the sky and photos of the radars of all the planes coming down. But there was no photos of whatever the unidentified object was. Now, I would like to think that if it was indeed a drone, there would have been an explosion or there would have been something happen right afterwards. Or they would have said, the Russians love to brag, they would have said, hey, uh, yeah, our fighter jets were scrambled and we found an enemy drone. And they would have propagandized the crap out of the Ukraine trying to attack Mother Russia and what evil bastards they are when basically they're just defending themselves from those evil Russian bastards. And not to, by the way, I love Russian, uh, Russian strippers, maybe my favorite strippers in the world. But I will tell you that, um, I love Russia, uh, the Russian people. They are cool. I don't dig what their government is doing, and I don't dig what the United States government does a lot of time. So, I feel you. I don't think Russians are bad because their government is bad and their dictator has a small penis and is trying to wag it on a neighboring country and take their resources. Man. I have a feeling Vladimir Putin might F a seagull in the mouth just to show his dominance. That might have been him. Was he in the UK under disguise on vacation trying to get away from the war? You know, I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the UK. And then he's there and he gets bothered by a seagull and he's going to show he's dominant. So he throws it down and just rapes it in the face. I could have been Vladimir Putin on disguise. He may not even really, it might be a body double in Russia right now because he might be uh, awaiting trial in the UK for face effing a seagull. So I don't know, was it a UFO? I need more info on this, but it definitely is a real story because it was all over Russian news and the radar stills don't lie. Even there's no radars of the thing on radar. Like it didn't hit the radar. The UFO didn't make the radar hits. So it wasn't like, oh, it's this, it's that. No, whatever it was, was picked up and then gone. So kind of cool. Note of the of the show today: Do not f seagulls in the face or in any other orifice, please. Thank you. It's the big four nine. Big forty nine. It is a stretch show here on a hump day. All right, now I gotta tell you, it is time for the world to revolt against wokeness. It is time to stand up and say f authority and f it, uh, f it in the face like it's a seagull. Is all I can tell you. This is insane. The story I'm about to give you did not happen in America, thank God. I, I don't think I could literally hold my crap together if I thought this story happens in America. But the fact that it happens at one of our favorite 
bestest buddies in the world countries over in Great Britain is alarming. Here we go. Prison guards. Prison guards are being offered special sensitivity classes that need to teach them how to avoid triggering language that might be considered offensive to sex offenders. You heard that right. We're now chastising prison guards for their verbal treatment of sex offenders in prison. Sex offenders who are in prison because, well, they're sex offenders. That means these people have molested a child or raped a lady or done something god-awful, had sex with someone way underage. They're an awful human being or they wouldn't be in prison as a sex offender. And now we are so woke in this world and so stupid and our heads are so far up our stupid asses that we're going to chastise prison guards for the verbiage that they use when they talk to these freaks. Yeah. Is a prison that started at a, a Ashfield in Gloucestershire, a prison for male sex offenders where there has been a lodged of uh, a string of complaints about the language used by prison officers, so much so that they have now ordered all of the prison guards to undergo sensitivity training for dealing with these freaking pieces of crap. This is not okay. So as a result, the people that run the jail had to set up classes and the guards have to go in and be taught about words that may trigger and be considered offensive by certain groups. In the past year, there have been double the number of discrimination incident reporting forms submitted by convicts at this sex offender prison in the UK. 38 in total last year. So 38 complaints, typically they say they get 19 in a year. So because of the skyrocketing complaints, the guards must be doing something wrong. I say you should have, there's 365 days in the year. I don't know how many prisoners are there. You should be receiving about five to 600 complaints a day if Stretch was in charge of that prison for for, for language. Your words hurt. Oh, I know I raped this lady and... Uh, I'm a pedophile and this and that, and but your words hurt me. Yeah, guess what? You destroyed someone's life. You're a sex offender. You have deeply, emotionally, mentally, possibly fixed, got a person beyond repair in their life, and the rest of their days on this planet will be spent trying to get through and trying to deal with what you did to that human being. And if you're going to sit in jail and you're going to listen to me call you a piece of crap, you're going to listen to me call you a sex offender freak, you're going to listen to me call you whatever the hell I want to call you because it's part of the punishment you get for destroying a life or lives. And there's collateral damage in sex offenses too. And remember, I'm a dude that came out of uh, drug and alcohol treatment centers and I can tell you there is a large percentage of people who are victims of pieces of shit sex offenders that are in the programs and are having now vicious, vicious lifelong cycle of self-medicating and trying to block the horror of their past from their life. And for many people, it cost them their lives eventually. 
also the fact that I have no empathy whatsoever. And I say F authority. This is where those prison guards stand up. And when they say, you guys are going to sensitivity training, they all give the middle finger and they say, F you. No, we're not. We're doing the Lord's work here at this point. We are going in and we are going to not only continue to treat these people badly. It doesn't say they're physically beating them. They're not torturing them. They're using bad language against them. And I am a 100% a proponent of using bad language against these vile freaking pieces of shit because that's what these people are, in my opinion, in this jail. They are sex offenders. Do you have a mother? Do you have a sister, a wife, a daughter? How dare you chastise these people that are doing a very hard job for using strong language against pieces of shit? How dare you? F authority in this situation. F authority, stand up. These prison guards need to stand up and they need to not go to sensitivity training and they need to be told, I'm going to say whatever the F I want to say to these pieces of crap. Oh my God. They say sometimes they could just hear the guards talking and the banter between the two guards was uh, discriminatory against them. Yeah, the language used was sometimes misinterpreted or trivialized by staff. And the language, uh, when they would complain about it, was not rigorously challenged by their uh, their bosses. And, and some of the prison guards are even disrespectful to the sex offenders. And that's another report. Yeah. The prison bosses are working uh, to fix the problems and to rectify the recommendations of the sex offenders in their prison. F me. F me. Right there, those prison guards right there, you know what those prison guards are? Those prison guards are seagulls. And society just held them down and f them in the face. That's what just happened. It should never, 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 never have happened. This story pisses me off. And the UK who is one of our greatest allies is going down the liberal crap pool that America is at the same time. And man, we got to keep the fight up because at some point we got to say, all right, this, no, 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 that's not happening. F you, no. And we got to stand up for what is right. And what is right is say whatever the F you want to say to a sex offender that's behind bars as a convicted sex offender. Yeah, F off. Now I'm fired up and angry. I'm stretched. It's the big 4-9. F authority. Your feelings of the sex offenders. You gotta be careful of your banter. Stretch, you made a penis joke, and penis is the trigger that makes them want to rape people and molest children. Yeah, F you. F you. That's what I say. I'm fired up. All right, up next. I got a bad bitch. Her name is Bad Barbie, actually. I'm going to talk about her. Probably going to hear a little Apache gangster bitch coming up next, because this chick don't play. It's the Big 4-9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. This Saturday, when the Supercross heads into Daytona, there is a lot to look forward to, besides it being the most unique race of the season in the Supercross format, 
We got Dylan Ferran is returning to racing for the Star Racing Yamaha team after being out for weeks in concussion protocol. We got RJ Hampshire most likely stepping up to the 450s on that Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. Remember, he's a 250 West rider, so they're technically off right now because Daytona is a 250 East race. And it looks like RJ is going to put in some time on the 450. And we'll see if that's looking for him to transition between 250s and 450s in the near future. Plus a whole lot more. And we'll cover the whole thing as it happens on the Big 49. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is Stretch Show here on a hump day. All right, now I got to tell you, it is time for the world to revolt against wokeness. It is time to stand up and say F authority and F it. Uh, F it in the face like it's a seagull is all I can tell you. This is insane. The story I'm about to give you did not happen in America, thank God. I, I don't think I could literally hold my crap together if I thought the story happens in America. But the fact that it happens at one of our favorite bestest buddies in the world's countries over in Great Britain is alarming. Here we go. Prison guards. Prison guards are being offered special sensitivity classes that need to teach them how to avoid triggering language that might be considered offensive to sex offenders. You heard that right. We're now chastising prison guards for their verbal treatment of sex offenders in prison. Sex offenders who are in prison because, well, they're sex offenders. That means these people have molested a child or raped a lady or done something god-awful, had sex with someone way underage. They're an awful human being or they wouldn't be in prison as a sex offender. And now we are so woke in this world and so stupid and our heads are so far up our stupid asses that we're going to chastise prison guards for the verbiage that they use when they talk to these freaks. Yeah. Is a prison that started at a, a Ashfield and Gloucestershire, a prison for male sex offenders where there has been a lodged of a uh, string of complaints about the language used by prison officers so much so that they have now ordered all of the prison guards to undergo sensitivity training for dealing with these freaking pieces of crap. This is not okay. So as a result, the people that run the jail had to set up classes and the guards have to go in and be taught about words that may trigger and be considered offensive by certain groups. In the past year, there have been double the number of discrimination incident reporting forms submitted by convicts at this sex offender prison in the UK. 38 in total last year. So 38 complaints. Typically, they say they get 19 in a year. So because of the skyrocketing complaints, the guards must be doing something wrong. I say you should have, there's 365 days in the year, I don't know how many prisoners are there. You should be receiving about five to 600 complaints a day if Stretch was in charge of that prison for for, for language. Your words hurt. Oh, I know I raped this lady and uh, I'm a pedophile and this and that, and but your words hurt me. Yeah, guess what? You destroyed someone's life. You're a sex offender. 
you have deeply, emotionally, mentally, possibly fixed, got a person beyond repair in their life. And the rest of their days on this planet will be spent trying to get through and trying to deal with what you did to that human being. And if you're going to sit in jail and you're going to listen to me call you a piece of crap, you're going to listen to me call you a sex offender freak, you're going to listen to me call you whatever the hell I want to call you because it's part of the punishment you get for destroying a life or lives. And there's collateral damage in sex offenses too. And remember, I'm a dude that came out of uh, drug and alcohol treatment centers and I can tell you there is a large percentage of people who are victims of pieces of shit sex offenders that are in the programs and are have a now vicious, vicious lifelong cycle of self-medicating and trying to block the horror of their past from their life and for many people it cost them their lives eventually so the fact that I have no empathy whatsoever and I say F authority this is where those prison guards stand up and when they say you guys are going to sensitivity training they all give the middle finger and they say F you no we're not we're doing the Lord's work here at this point we are going in and we are going to not only continue to treat these people badly. It doesn't say they're physically beating them. They're not torturing them. They're using bad language against them. And I am a 100% a proponent of using bad language against these vile freaking pieces of shit. Because that's what these people are, in my opinion, in this jail. They are sex offenders. Do you have a mother? Do you have a sister, a wife, a daughter? How dare you? chastise these people that are doing a very hard job for using strong language against pieces of shit how dare you F authority in this situation F authority stand up these prison guards need to stand up and they need to not go to sensitivity training and they need to be told I'm going to say whatever the F I want to say to these pieces of crap oh my god they say sometimes they can just hear the guards talking and the banter between the two guards was uh, discriminatory against them. Yeah, the language used was sometimes misinterpreted or trivialized by staff. And the language, uh, when they would complain about it, was not rigorously challenged by their uh, their bosses. And I, And some of the prison guards are even disrespectful to the sex offenders. And that's another report. Yeah. The prison bosses are working uh, to fix the problems and to rectify the recommendations of the sex offenders in their prison. F me. F me. Right there, those prison guards right there, you know what those prison guards are? Those prison guards are seagulls. And society just held them down and effed them in the face. That's what just happened. It should never, 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 never have happened. This story pisses me off. And the UK, who is one of our greatest allies, is going down the liberal crap pool that America is at the same time. And man, we got to keep the fight up because at some point we got to say, all right, this, no, 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 that's not happening. F you, no. And we got to stand up for what is right. And what is right is 
say whatever the F you want to say to a sex offender that's behind bars as a convicted sex offender. Yeah, F off. Now I'm fired up and angry. I'm stretched. It's the big 4-9. F authority. Your feelings of the sex offenders. You gotta be careful of your banter. Stretch, you made a penis joke and penis is the trigger that makes them want to rape people and molest children. Yeah, F you. F you. That's what I say. I'm fired up. Alright, up next. Red plate holder. Current freaking defending Supercross champion, Eli Tomac. Coming up on the 4-9. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by lbz last year the company that owns the outdoor pro motocross racing mx sports merged with feld entertainment who owned the supercross and they formed the super motocross company where they have each of their sports but they combine for a playoff at the end and it looked like everything was going to be good because pro motocross before that was giving us crap coverage on mav tv and it was garbage thank god now they're they're all on the peacock and it seems like everything is good and then on social media i start seeing them promoting a show on mav tv for pro motocross during the supercross season and it aired yesterday and guess what i didn't watch it because it was garbage because it was on mav tv this is a money grab you guys don't need to do this anymore you have now merged and become the super motocross company the fact that pro motocross is trying to push the freaking pro scouting moto combine put together as a special on Mav TV is insulting to our motocross intelligence, and I'm kind of pissed about it because they need to knock this off. Mav TV was absolute garbage. That's why they went away, and everything is now on the peacock. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show here. Up in your mouth. <laughs> like a penis. I'm sorry. I haven't been able to shake. Their stories today are affecting me greatly. The guy face raping the seagull has just haunted me ever since I, I saw the story and I can't unsee it. It's stuck in my head now. And now the prison guards having to basically take sensitivity training to appease the sex offenders. I'm just angry. I'm a ball of anger. And I'll tell you who else is angry. The gangsta bitch. Gangsta, gangsta bitch. This is a 1992 rap song by a Apache uh, called Gangsta Bitch. Let's talk about this chick. She calls herself Bad Barbie. Um, her name is Kelsey Turner. She uh, once upon a time was a model who started Playboy Italia. That's the Italian version of Playboy, if you didn't know. Well, she had a sugar daddy here in America. Her name is uh, Kelsey Turner. She's 29 years old, now serving 25 years in prison. You know what that means. Murder was the case they gave me. She went gangsta bitch, Snoop Doggy Dog. Murder was the case they gave me. And she murdered her, her sugar daddy. He's a 71-year-old guy named Thomas Burchard. Then took his body, dumped it in the uh, boot of her car that he paid for. And this all happened down in 2019. The, the story's making rounds again because she's just got convicted. So here's what happened. Uh, Burchard's death... Uh, the cops, so here's what happened. The, the cops were called to a smashed car window with a horrific odor coming from it outside of Las Vegas, Nevada in 2019, to which they found uh, the deceased body of Mr. Uh, uh, Burchard. 
the 71-year-old that was funding this 29-year-old uh, former Playboy model's life. And here's how it goes. They meet in Salinas, California in 2017. She was a mom already. She lived on her own. And he just started paying her bills. Just, you know, paying her bills just because, you know, he's a nice guy. Say he paid an estimated $251,000 for her lifestyle. But she insists their relationship was just, you know, uh, uh, friends. That they they were not having sex. Even though, uh, here's what's really, really weird about this. He had a living girlfriend who knew he had all these women. He was paying all of their rent and bills. So apparently this guy was wealthy, Mr. Uh, Burchard. And he had a long-term girlfriend. And she says, yeah, he paid about $3,500 a month in rent just for uh, Miss Turner. And the, the girlfriend knew about these other women. But I, this chick had moved to Las Vegas. So she leaves Salinas and moves to Las Vegas. And he continues to pay her bills. Gets even stranger. Now he pay her bills. He bought her a car. Not only did she live in the apartment in Las Vegas that he paid for, she lived there with her live-in boyfriend. So she's got a live-in boyfriend and some dirty old man in California is paying all their bills. How's that set for you as a dude? Yeah, my my uh, my girl's got a sugar daddy. That's cool. So apparently she became difficult in her relationship with Mr. Bouchard or Burchard, whatever you want to call him. And in 2019, he told his girlfriend, hey, I got to fly out to Vegas and see what's going on because she tends to be a compulsive liar and I got to figure out what's going on. And she'd been in Vegas for a couple of years and he was paying her and he's like, I'm going to cut her off. So on March 1st, he flies out, but he does not return on March 4th when he said he was to his living girlfriend who knew he was there to look after a girl that was basically, uh, he was being a sugar daddy for and then uh, the current girlfriend calls the police and says, yeah, um, I can tell you what happened. Here's the deal. He went out to Vegas to get this girl. This is her name. This is where she lives. He pays for all of her bills, and he was going to cut her off, and he didn't come back. So they expected the worst. Then on March 7th, they found the, the uh, abandoned Mercedes with a smashed window. Someone had thrown a rock through it. And when they threw the rock through the window and they smashed it, a a god-awful odor came out of it. They looked inside the trunk and they found the decomposing body of a man that had been uh, buried under blankets and towels. Now, when they went back to the address of the apartment that that dead man was paying for, they found those same towels covered in blood and they were empty. Not only was uh, our former Playboy Playmate Miss Turner gone. Her boyfriend was also gone. And they had a roommate that lived there too. And they were all gone. So they had bounced. Uh, Mr. Uh, Burchard had been uh, beaten to death with a baseball bat, was their guesstimation. After he went to Vegas to tell her he was cutting her off. After giving her uh, way over $300,000 in the course of a few years. Yeah. So, and then once they finally, investigators caught them all, they found all kinds of good stuff like cleaning uh, products at the house, blood at the house, blood on the towels, the same towels on the body that were at the house. Uh, It was not 
too hard to put this one together. And they all have uh, one of them rolled over on the others, saved themselves a little bit of a reduced sentence. But Turner uh, last year, or last week, is now sentenced to 25 years in prison. Yet she's possible for parole in 10 years because the system isn't all that good. It's kind of broken. You got an old guy that gave you money. I don't know. Was he banging you? I would certainly hope he was banging you if he gave you $300,000. But was he just a good, nice old man that you were taking advantage of? There's that probability, too. And when he decides to cut you off because you're a psychopathic, uh, gangsta bitch liar, you murder him. And then you're going to be free from jail, possibly in 10 years. And you're only 29 years old. She will not be an old broad when she gets out of jail. All right, up next, I had a story. It's very important. What do you do when you go to the drive-thru at your favorite restaurant and they screw up your order? Mm, this could go a million different ways because you know people are crazy. It's happened in Atlanta at a Popeye's. Talk about a Nexus, the Big 4-9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. This is something really cool that Suzuki is doing. They're doing a thing called RM Army Boot Camps, and it's an experience for anyone that owns a Suzuki. You can come out and go to these things for absolute free, and you get to meet the riders. And I'm talking Kenny Roxon, Kyle Chisholm, all of the riders for Suzuki will be out at these things. They're also going to have their pros out there giving you tips on how to maintain your bike or how to get faster all kinds of really really cool stuff and here's the best part the first one's going to be in Tulare California on April 1st of this year they say there's additional RM Army boot camps coming up but if you ride a Suzuki man it is time to represent with the freaking chicken wagons so get ready for Tulare April 1st here in California I am Stretch another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now Big 4-9, it's a stretch show here on a hump day. Tomorrow, we're going to get in that 250 podium. Got a whole lot of guys on the 250 podium. You got Mr. Hunter Lawrence. got Mr. Nate Thrasher. You got uh, Mr. Smith. And we'll see what happens. Talk to those guys Thursday and Friday. A lot of moto left in the week still before we get into Daytona. And just FYI, looking at all the social posts, the Daytona track, man, that is a big-ass track. It is such an outdoor track with what they call the indoor season. And if you don't know, I know most of you are moto heads and you are fully aware of Supercross, but if you don't know Supercross and we talk about it at nauseum here on the 49, you're just like, dude, I'm just here for the rock and roll, man. Who's that fat guy? Shut up. Just play more music. Well, here's what's going on. You got Supercross season, which happens all throughout the winter, starts in January, and they race inside stadiums, typically baseball stadiums, football stadiums, a lot of times on the East Coast, enclosed stadiums with roofs on them. And then they get stadiums, like last week they raced at the Cowboy Stadium in Dallas, which has a hole in the roof. Uh, They also race here at Anaheim Stadium, a couple races out in San Diego mostly stadium races that's called indoor even though it's still really outdoors and daytona is outdoor but when we talk outdoors in motocross racing it's the same guys it's the same teams it's a completely different season and they're still racing dirt bikes it's just on a much bigger outdoor track they typically 
are out in the middle of nowhere, whatever city they're in, and they're cut into the land, and they've been there for years and years, and they're famous motorcycle tracks that got big, giant uphills and downhills and everything, and that is the outdoor season. And that's why we talk about the indoor season, the outdoor season. Currently, the guy that is the champion in Supercross, Eli Tomac, who we just had on the show a few segments ago, Eli is also the outdoor champion. And Eli's technically better at outdoor racing than he is at indoor racing as far as championships go. He's got four in the outdoors, I believe, and, and two in the indoors. And he's working on another one. So that's what we talk about. Outdoor, indoor. So when we have Daytona, which is supposed to be during the Supercross season, which is indoor racing, it's outside on a damn Daytona 500 track, and they make this giant track, so it is very, very, very much what you call an outdoor style race for the indoor season. It's the one time in the season they do that. All right, let me get into my story right now, though. This is very important. What are you going to do? It's late at night. You're going home, getting, picking up dinner for the family after a tough day of work. You, I know, you know what I feel like? I had a bad day. I feel like some Popeyes. Popeyes, my favorite. I, I sympathize with this lady already. 50-year-old Belinda Miller. She's outside of Atlanta. She goes to the drive-thru. She gets her order. She decides to check, though. Smart move. Dumbass stretch never checks. Unless I'm eating it right then, I don't check. I'll get home and I'll be like, God damn it. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. Well, they screwed up her order and they didn't give her biscuits. So she's she's mad. She is really mad. So she whips back around, parks the car. She goes in and she's like, you didn't give me my biscuits with my meal. So they come back and they hand her a biscuit. All right, this puts Miss Miller into insane irate mode. So imagine you buy the big family dinner. I, I, I don't buy those. I, no one in my family will eat Popeyes except for me. It's a very lonely world being a fat man in the stretch house. My son will go to Popeyes with me, but he doesn't live with me. My son was on Magnum P.I. on uh, Sunday night on NBC. Saw that. He's a bad guy. Spoiler alert, he died. Uh, but here we go. She is going through, getting a family dinner. Chicken and biscuits. Comes back. No biscuits. Goes back in. They hand her a biscuit. They're like, yeah, feel. So she goes back out to her car with her biscuit. She puts it in the bag. She then takes her car. She just rams it right through the store. Just drives through the front of the Popeyes. Yeah, she left the building before coming back and ramming the entrance with her vehicle where an 18-year-old employee was standing inside the building, was nearly run completely over. And... She drove further into the store. After she hits the store, she punches it and drives further into the store. Debris falling everywhere. Crap's flying. You got that powder from all the drywall. People screaming. She punches it deeper into the store. Then she gets out of the car. I'm sure to let them have a couple of middle finger salutes and let them know I do not appreciate this one biscuit crap when you guys screwed up my order. I was already mad. And then you just pissed me off. Then she got back in the car and she drove home. Uh, Authorities out of Atlanta say that the woman had previously come to the same store and she had threatened their staff there before. And she comes back and drives her car through the store. Because she got a lack of biscuits in her order. 
They say we immediately corrected the mistake. No, you didn't. You gave her a biscuit and flipped her out, you dumbasses. That's what you did. Um, police then drove to her house. The car with the smashed up front end was sitting in the driveway. She was at home uh, eating chicken and biscuits with her friend or chicken and a biscuit with her family. She's in jail now, Miss Miller. Shout out to you, Miss Miller. I feel your pain. I'm Stretch, a fat man. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. We are still a long ways out from the pro motocross outdoor season, but looking ahead, there's already some great storylines, and it is going to be fun. We got former outdoor 450 champ Dylan Ferrandez, who never got to defend his title last year because of injury. Well, he's going to be back racing outdoor. You got Eli Tomac, his teammate, who had that epic battle with Chase Sexton last year in the outdoor, and that battle is continuing on into the Supercross season this year, and now Eli has announced he's coming back for the outdoor season, so you've got the Eli Chase battle going on with Dylan in the mix and don't forget Jet Lawrence is stepping up from the 250s and he's now going to be racing the big boys on the 450s and all of this is very interesting and we are still a long ways out from the pro motocross season yet it is already eagerly anticipated. I am Stretch another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9 it is a stretch show here on a hump day time to pack it up and get the F on out of here I could drive my car through the front of a freaking Popeyes. I'm crazy. Tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go face rape a seagull. I know that. Moto. Get any ideas? I better not hear that on the radio Friday with you and Kyle being stupid. No face raping seagulls at the 49. Or then you'll be in jail and the guards will hurt your feelings by saying mean things to you. And then the guards have to go to sensitivity training and then I'll go to the jail personally and kick your ass. Now, yeah, sorry, you're a sex offender. You signed up for verbal abuse from guards. Part of the punishment, it should say. I'm um, sentenced you to 25 to life in prison and uh, verbal abuse daily from guards. All right. I have a very needy German Shepherd giving me the poke in the ribs with the big giant German Shepherd nose. I do not know what's wrong. He already ate came in from eating and now he's just standing here poking me in the side with his rib. Hey, Stretch. Hey, Stretch. Hey, Stretch. Tell him about this. Hey, Stretch. Why don't we go outside and why don't you stop talking on the radio, you big dumbass? Pretty sure that's what he's saying. It's alright, Sargie. He's old. Sargie's coming up on 13. That's old for a big dog. Big, big dog. But he's still uh, my best friend. So, I am going to get out of here, go give my dog some attention, maybe some dog treats. And then he's got fart everywhere, but here's the good news. I'm going to go to my real job after this, so he's going to be farting in the house that I'm not in. So I'll spoil him with some treats, see if I care. Big farty McFart face. Yeah, it's fun when your dog drops bombs on the rest of the family when you're not around. That's what's fun. All right, I'm getting up out of here. Tomorrow is Thursday. We'll get into the 250 podium a little bit. And we will get that much closer to the weekend when we got Daytona, a fun day in Supercross every single year and a great day this year. I'm anticipating with that three-way battle for the championship points going on right now. Whoever wins Daytona going to have the red plate if it's one of those three dudes. Jason Anderson wins. Eli will still probably have the red plate, but we'll see. 
can't wait to find out. I am Stretch. I thank you for listening to the Big 49. Thank you for listening to the podcast. However you get your 49 Stretch show, we appreciate you, man. Till tomorrow, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.